When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Irish Illustrated International, JP McGrath and reporter Len Clark back to recap another Notre Dame victory, this time 34-6 over the Navy midshipmen in South Bend on Saturday. And we said in the preview, Len, this game requires a physical and mental toughness uh, that few require. And the Irish, he did that cool. Now 8-1 on the season, hopefully going to be moving up those rankings come tomorrow. Your thoughts on this one, Len? Well, let's talk about those rankings. Notre Dame jumps up in the poll. They are now number six in the college football playoff poll, number seven in the AP poll. So from that standpoint, from a fan's perspective, good things. But we've got another big game coming up next weekend, but celebrate the Navy game. JP, this was a good game for the defense. They knew they had to step it up. They did. The Notre Dame offense got the points that they needed. But unfortunately for Navy, their quarterback tied Tabale went out with an injury, uh, kind of kept them out of their game. But Notre Dame did come out with some major injuries, and that's going to have an effect on the rest of the season. But a good win, 34-6 to over the Naval Academy, the 94th edition on a beautiful Saturday afternoon in South Bend. Yeah, let's, let's start with the defense because I've been kind of critical of them over the past few weeks, but they were exceptional on Saturday, uh, limiting an AV team to 166 yards on the ground, only 184 yards of total offence, uh, really setting the tone up front. Kurt Heinisch got the game ball. He was excellent. He said in his his post-match uh, interview, this is the most physically enduring game. And the interior in general, I thought was excellent. Um, Jacob Lacey, Howard Cross, uh, I thought were great. The defensive scheme as well. I, I, I think, uh, I think again, critical of sometimes a bit too many three-man fronts, but sort of a 5-2 at times, some 4-4s, four some, some Botello and, and Foskey on the edge. And, and Kaiser at safety was a, a real masterstroke, I thought, from, uh, from, from Marcus Freeman. So worked excellently, showed that mental uh, level of skill you need against the triple option because, of course, they can, you can sometimes get pulled in to try and get the quarterback. You can flip it out wide. So really impressed and great to see some young guys as well. Xavier Watts looked look great out there and, and so did Prince Collie, some great speed. But, yeah, I really enjoyed watching the defence on Saturday, though. Well, you talked about it. A lot of players to get to get to play on defense. They needed that from a rotation aspect to keep the players fresh. But what a beast by Kurt Hanish. I think he had 10 tackles in the first quarter, led the team in tackles. J.D. Bertrand was right behind him. Uh, just shows you that the linebackers are very key in, in defending that triple option. But a great game for Kurt Heinisch. We're going to need him to really step it up over the past couple of games to really apply pressure on the quarterbacks that they will see in the next couple of weeks. But yes, Jack Kaiser moving out to safety, replacing uh, Kyle Hamilton. You can't replace a Kyle Hamilton, Mm -hmm. Uh, but him getting a different look and it shows you his versatility and he can play anywhere. And it's good to see him get some playing time as well. Exactly. And should we talk about Kyron Williams? It feels like this guy's got his own segment on our show every week. Uh, (laughs) 95 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, Shout out to Logan Diggs as well. I thought he looked great out there. Uh, But running out of words (laughs) to describe him like that, that touchdown, um, that he got after after the review. I'm not really too sure how he isn't talked about in the Heisman conversation, but just another excellent performance by him there. Well, it's ballet on grass, the way he runs, <laughs> the way he stiff arms. Yeah. You know, he's just a leader on the field. That's the best way to describe it. He makes people around him better. 
And that's something that Notre Dame is really going to miss. But taking a positive out of that, he's really setting the bar for individuals who will fill his cleats next year. So you're right. He should be mentioned in the Heisman Trophy list as a, a contender. But, you know, usually it's the high-profile quarterbacks. But because of the statistics, it was it was a real down game for him, only 95 yards. We want to see him over 100 yards. But the team is – he's more of a team player than an individual player, and I think that's going to be the difference. You might have a Heisman Trophy winner who might come from a team that's going to make the playoffs. Kyron mm-hmm. Williams would say, I want to be a champion. Let's get into the playoffs. And if I have a great game, that's great. I'm just happy my teammates will, will also have a good game. I think he also had about, I think he led the team in receptions. I think he had seven catches out there. So he's really developing that part of his game. And that's a, a, a part of the game that, that Notre Dame are going to need uh, with this, this receiver uh, depth shot getting super thin now. Uh, Avery Davis now out for the season. Massive loss. I think he's the, I think he, in terms of, in terms of play snaps, I think Michael Mayer might be the only guy who has a higher snap than him this year. But yeah, huge loss. Uh, thankfully, Kevin Austin is continuing to step up, really taking that mantle of being wide receiver. He had a big game, but yeah, Davis out, big loss there. And I think uh, uh, Lorenzo Styles might be moving in that slot position, but again, another leader. Styles will move into the slot position, but when you lose Avery Davis, you lose your captain. You lose, mm-hmm. you lose your leader, somebody who really brought Notre Dame back in that Virginia Tech game. He was a clutch player. He was always around making the big play when Notre Dame needed to lose it. But we know that he is going to be able to still be a leader on the sideline and encourage Lorenzo Styles and the younger players uh, really to step it up. Notre Dame down to four wide receivers. Will that have an effect on the offensive tack? Who knows? But Kevin Austin with a big game, a confidence-building game for Jack Cohn, connecting on that 70-yard touchdown drive. I thought they might try to pick off Navy secondary a little bit more with the long ball, but I think they wanted to control the ball, just kind of physically wear down Navy as well, kind of throwing a playbook out of the Naval Academy back to them. And it worked in Notre Dame coming out with that 34 to 6 win. Yeah, no, another another clean game for Cohen. I was a little too critical. I listened to the pod again. I'm maybe a little bit too crit- critical of the preview of him. I thought he may struggle against the defense, the kind of limited Tesman Renner. But the, the mental toughness from him that he's shown throughout the season to kind of shake off those starts where he, he's, he's still kind of finding his groove especially when Tyler Butler comes into the game and, and, and leads a touchdown drive, to stay with it mentally, to lead this team to potentially 11-1, and 10-2 regular season, depending on what happens in the last three games, as a transfer quarterback, um, just extremely impressive uh, uh, from Jack Cohn. And uh, I, I, think I'm, I think I'm just excited about Tyler Buckman. I think he, he looked great again on the weekend. He seems to be growing in confidence. He's just a really exciting player to watch. I think his arm looks great. He adds a dimension in the running game. So I'm hoping to see more of him in the next few games. I think Brian Kelly alluded that his his um, his his workload might increase, but no. Again, um, uh, all credit to Jack Cohn, uh, 269 yards of touchdown. So really impressive game for him. Yeah, really bringing in Buckner in those red zone packages puts him in a position to succeed and and you know feel like he has really contributed, and that's really added to his maturity and his growth. And I know Jack Cohn saying, "Hey, we just want to score points," but when we talk about the red zone, JP. You know, Brian Kelly alluded this uh, to this in the, the press conference on Monday is that Notre Dame's defense is very stingy and not allowing players or opposition to get into the end zone and scoring touchdowns. Now, Navy had a chance in the red zone to score a touchdown, but they hurt themselves with penalties. But more importantly, Notre Dame came up with big sacks. And that just shows you when they get inside the 20 yard line that Notre Dame defense stiffens. Yeah, it's that classic Ben, but don't break. And uh, it kind of needed this performance. 
Um, it's the kind of game where it can really carry the momentum into this final stretch. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how they prepare because you, you've gone from a, a week this week where you're preparing it's a tr triple option, Chase Ketterer, I think two, um, uh, Kurt Einish and uh, Brian Kelly noted how excellent he had been preparing the defence. And now you're going into the game, which we're going to preview on Thursday, against a team which just loves throwing the ball. So it's going to be really interesting to see how it works. Uh, maybe see some of these younger guys out, um, you know, the, the, this, the, the workload, the guys like J.D. Bertrand and, and Drew White have had. Um, so it'd be good to see Prince Prince Collie get some snaps. He, his speed in the linebacker position is something I don't think Notre Dame have. So really looking forward to seeing him for the rest of the season and also uh, over the next couple of years, hopefully. Well, in the post-game press conference, the defensive players really alluded to the scout team and being prepared to play against Navy and Chase Ketterer on offense, running the triple option, really prepared that defense. And Chase had a chance to get in on the kickoff team, made a tackle. And so what a great way to, you know, kind of uh, cap off that Navy week. But this is a whole different opponent. Notre Dame did not prepare seven on seven or prepare for the, you know, the, the two-point drill and other things that you would do against your traditional offense. And so they're, I would say they're trying to catch up for the time that they lost against the Naval Academy. But we know that the, the scout team is bringing a lot of energy and really challenging the Notre Dame offense and defense. And I know the adjustments will be made. And I did ask a question to Brian Kelly, uh, uh, how they make adjustments and why they've been successful. Because we know with Virginia having a bye week, you're going to see something probably that they haven't seen before. And uh, he talked about it's just having the coaches on the sideline, not up in the box, able to communicate, relaying that out to the field and doing it on the fly that's been a, a big key. And so you can see things starting to gel, JP. And so, you know, this is the one game that I circled saying this could be the biggest challenge for the Fighting Irish. If they walk out of Charlottesville with a victory, to come back home for your final game, senior day at Georgia Tech, and then finish on the road against Stanford. And Stanford's been having their issues as well. So a real good chance to finish on a high note. We look to the football gods and say a little Irish luck, if you will, to help us sneak into that uh, college football playoff. But it's getting to be very exciting at this time of year and exciting for us to relay that to the fans over in the UK about what's happening with Notre Dame football. Exactly. And just before I kind of mentioned that the, the postseason stuff, I was watching the game live, as, as I always do. And I, the next day I showed my parents the, uh, the, the, the standing of the two teams is a uh, um, there was like hymns, you know, the 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 um, the at the end uh, on each of the, the corners of, of the stadium, and it's like my 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 parents even got choked up. I mean, I think Mike Tirico said it excellently on the broadcast. That sort of level of respect, it's kind of crazy when you go to war with a, an opposing team for three hours and you stand shoulder to shoulder and you have that respect and the, the stadium's quiet and you can hear kind of a pin drop and it's just a a, a beautiful. Um, a beautiful spectacle, and um, yeah, that was that was fantastic. So uh, well, that's something that all the the fans and the fans over here in the UK, I'm sure everyone could appreciate that because we don't really get that in sports over here. So it's, it's great to see some unity from the guys out there. Well, I wonder if they have a flyover over a Manchester United game or anything <laughs> like that. But you know, it's just the, the pageantry, and you know, Navy and USC are my favorite games. Probably Navy more so because of the tradition. Uh, they have they had the mids there, not as many as in the past. I don't know if that's COVID related, but they come in with their long black coats and their white scarves. Uh, they're they're very you know loyal to their team, but at the end, it does bring a tear to your eye because of the mutual respect and just knowing that these Navy players are you know going pro for their countries and protecting us twenty four hours a day, and we just uh, really appreciate that. But it all started with that flyover, three United States 
Marine Corps F-18s out of Miramar, Florida. Miramar is where they train Top Gun, if you will. If you remember the movie Top Gun, <laughs> that's where they teach the, the fighter pilots. And so just the precision, you know, it just shows you that it was going to be a great afternoon and the sun was shining near 60 degrees and you couldn't ask for a better day Saturday afternoon. It was capped off with that Fighting Irish football win. But JP, more importantly, today was the first day that the United States opened its borders I know some friends from Europe are coming over for the Georgia Tech game, and that's even going to make the, uh, this game coming up in the next couple of weeks even more special to kind of get back to that sense of normalcy. And how amazing that the, uh, the Navy game in 2023 is going to be in Dublin. Can't wait for that one, definitely. I, I was um, excited. Me, me, me and then are going to be there with a Guinness in hand, hopefully, but uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll save that for a couple of years. I was excited. I got an email from Sports Information on Thursday night saying, hey, are you coming? And I said, yes, of course, and had a chance to meet some of the Irish media that uh, uh, we knew some mutual friends. And so it was really a chance to talk about uh, the program I do in Ireland, but also the podcast over in the UK. And uh and you're a big part of that. And so they were kind of excited to know that, you know, there is a presence over there. And uh, just knowing that we were the first as NBC is broadcasting their first game in 2023 from a uh, football game from Ireland. And, uh, but I know Notre Dame knows that we were there first four years ago. <laughs> <laughs> exactly that led well, Listen, another victory for the Irish. We're going to be back again on Thursday to preview this uh, Virginia game, um, really looking forward to the sending of the season. It feels like it's hopefully building up to a big bowl game. But Len, thank you for joining us. Len Clark, J.P. McGrath, as always. And as always, go Irish. Sports Social Podcast Network.